This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. Hey there, everybody. How we doing? Welcome to 2024 and Rico Bronia. Of course, subscribe to the podcast wherever you subscribe to podcasts. I guess you can do that with Apple. You can do that with uh, where else do you get podcasts, Pete? Spotify? Do they do podcasts? They do. Yeah, Spotify does podcasts. Also, the Odyssey app. You oh, can also, that's you know, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good one. That's one that I've heard works well. That's a good idea. The Odyssey app. You know the company that pays us money. Yes, download the Rico Bronia wherever you can. Um, this has bothered me for days and days and days. And I touched on this on the last edition of the Rico. But the more I think about it, the more I get worked into a lather, the more I get hot and bothered about it, passionate about it. And we'll do a lot today. We'll respond to a lot of your emails regarding the one-hit wonders that the Mets had, as well as greatest season in Mets history. But a couple of thoughts on this offseason as of right now. And this is the one that's really bothering me. And I know I shouldn't be bothered because nothing's happened yet. But for any Met fan who gets upset by this offseason, I, I always ask them casually. I'll ask it to Pete. Okay, who should they have gone after that they didn't? And I remember when I asked you this off a few weeks ago, your answer was Sonny Gray. Okay, put a name to it. I understand. Would Sonny Gray have made the Mets rotation better than it is right now? Absolutely. Would he have been worth what he was given by the St. Louis Cardinals? Maybe. It's not a terrible contract. But instead of getting mad at the air and mad at the world that the Mets didn't win the sweepstakes in a sweepstakes they never felt likely to win, who are you mad they didn't get? There's nobody out there that I feel that way about yet, but there's somebody that the more I think about it, the more I say, I want him. Now I get it. Everyone comes at a price. And so if this guy ends up getting $200 million, do I still want him? I don't know. It's not my money. (laughs) So I guess a part of me says, bring him in anyway. And the guy I'm working myself into being angry about not getting, even though he hasn't gone anywhere yet is indeed Jordan Montgomery. And I want to tell you why. The more I look at this rotation and what it is right now and what it may be going into opening day, you have to have more than one guy under contract going into 2025. If we're thinking about, well, we want to be good in 2024, but it's really about 2025. Do you really want to go 
into next year's offseason. And granted, there are some really good starting pitchers available via free agency, led by Corbin Burns, including Zach Wheeler, including Shane Bieber. But do you really want to go into free agency next year needing to acquire four starting pitchers? I mean, think about this offseason. The Mets have gone into this offseason with only two starting pitchers under contract for this upcoming season. Jose Quintana, Kodai Senga. If they don't sign a Jordan Montgomery type, if they go to the one-year variety, they're going to be in the same boat going into next year, except add one guy to that list. Because instead of having two guys under contract, you're literally going to have one guy. So if you go the one-year route with Hinjin Ryu or with Corey Kluber or with you know Johnny Cueto or Eric Lauer, whoever you want to come up with as the one-year band-aid, while you may hit on some of these one-year deals, while you may hit on Adrian Hauser coming off the trade or you may hit on Luis Severino, you're still going into next offseason with very few guys under contract. And that's why, while I like flexibility, and I'm certainly not for just handing out a contract for the sake of handing out a contract, wouldn't you want to acquire a guy and bring a guy in? Now, you have to believe in that guy. I happen to believe in Jordan Montgomery. Maybe you don't. Maybe some people listening don't. But wouldn't you want to acquire a guy that can be here for this upcoming season and the years after so that when you enter the offseason of 2025, you're not looking to fill four spots in your rotation? And that's why, not that I'm mad that the Mets aren't linked to him, because being linked to a guy doesn't mean a damn thing. Like, maybe the Mets are being very stealth in their interest and negotiations. And and as of right now, it doesn't sound like Jordan Montgomery's close to signing anywhere. But of the available free agents who can help me in the short term and in the long term, I'm most drawn in by him. And that would be my target right now if I'm the New York Mets. Yeah, the problem is is that I I don't believe in him. And I Why? don't be, I I don't believe in any of these pitchers that have had listen, I understand Montgomery's uh trending in the better direction, but I still don't in the long run want to give him a 6-year deal. And that's what you're going to have to do. I I am not prepared for that because I think, and I don't think Stearns wants to as well. I think Stearns is waiting for other guys to become available or trade for somebody down the line, and I'm okay with that. You get Brandon Woodruff; he's there 2025. Bring in for this year a Ryu, and I and I love Ryu because when he actually plays, when he actually pitches, he's actually good. I don't believe when that he pitches, a, which yeah. is rare, and he's not going to be able to help them next year. Well, listen. I like I like Woodruff, I like Ryu, and I do like Trevor Bauer. And that's a guy I know that it's people do not like him for all the off field stuff. And this, you know, whatever. He's not a great clubhouse guy. But the reality is, if there's one person who you know can actually pitch in the big leagues, who's proven that he's gotten better, who went to Japan, pitched fantastic. And has a chip on his shoulder and will come in cheap. And yeah, I'm not saying you're going to sit. You're not going to sign up to a six-year deal. You might sign up to a one-year deal. Maybe a two-year deal with an opt-out. It's Trevor Bauer. All right, let me let me get to Hinge and Ryu. Because if this was three years ago, I probably would say, sure, bring him in. Like, why not? Hinge and Ryu is also a guy the Mets have had major trouble with. But if you look at him over the last two years in Toronto, and you touched on it, he barely pitches. And he's going to be 36 years old. So, or I'm sorry, 37 years old. 
So you're talking about an older pitcher who never, ever pitches. And so while I'm all for the short one-year deal, like what's the added bonus if he pitches well? Like in the case of Luis Severino and Adrian Hauser, they could pitch well and then stay. Like they could pitch well and then David Stearns and the Mets can say, you know what? We figured out Luis Severino. Not that we want to give him some kind of crazy seven-year, $200 million deal, but let's keep him around. And maybe Luis Severino would want to stick around because, hey, he turned his career around with the New York Mets. Adrian Hauser has a solid year, and you pay him what a fifth starter is worth, and you bring him back. Hinjin Ryu is 37 years old. There's no, he pitches well, let's keep him around. Because if he pitches well and actually stays healthy, which he hasn't done in three years, you'd almost just count your lucky stars and say, let's move the hell on. I I want somebody who, yes, you can help out this season, but also could be a possibility for the future. And Montgomery, and I know it's a long-term deal. I get it. And he's probably going to get close to what Scott Boris wants. He's going to be overpaid. And I think we have to accept that, that most free agents are going to get their what they want, especially starting pitchers in this market. So you have to go into it knowing, okay, you're going to overpay him. But what's wrong with overpaying a guy here and there? Like, why is that necessarily the worst thing in the world? Like, that's what you have to do sometimes to attract free agents. And a guy like Montgomery is short term and he's long term because I don't think he's a guy that's going to give you one more good year and then fall apart. He's trending in the right direction since he's gotten away from the Yankees with St. Louis and then with Texas last year. He's getting better and better and better. And I don't think his struggles in New York had anything to do with New York. It had to do with the Yankees' inability to unlock him. And now he's getting unlocked. And so it is going to be very disappointing to me if the fifth starter that they add, and I don't mean fifth starter as in he's their fifth starter, maybe he's their third or fourth starter, comes from that pool of Lauer and Odorizzi and Paxton and Kluber. Like, they're humans, and they they head to the rotation, but... There's no redeeming quality for 2024. What do you have against Jordan Montgomery, by the way? Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's it's not a a thing against him. I just don't trust. I don't think this this, this free agency group is very good. I think there's much better guys coming out in free agency next year. I'd much rather give them the longer-term contract. I really really do. You have to give, Pete, think about this. You're going to have to give three guys at minimum. Big time no. contracts next year. No, no, you don't. Yeah, you do. Because if they're going to try to win in 2025, what the hell's their rotation? Unless you're assuming that, you know, Christian Scott and Blade Tidwell like burst onto the scene this year and they get a couple of their own guys to be good enough for you to say, hey, I'm good with three fifths of my rotation. But if none of that happens, you're going to have to sign three, four starting pitchers. Well, first of all, if you sign Woodruff this year, that, that, that already gives you a guy next year. Okay. And again, I know that's a, that's a, it's, it's caution, but I take that. 
if you think that Severino is going to do well and you're thinking like, okay, he's going to earn himself a contract. By the way, Ryu and Severino have pitched about the same amount the past four years. Their ratings are both low. Look at so the age I, difference though, bro. Oh, oh, I, I get that. I get that. But it's still the same. If Severino barely pitches and he doesn't do anything, they're both going to get pushed to the side. It doesn't make a right. difference. It's more about competing this year and figuring out what you can do for next year. And I trust that Stearns – listen, if Stearns decides to say Jordan Montgomery is the guy, we're going to go give him six years, $160 million, all right, fine. But I have too many flashbacks of Carlos Rodon. And that's my problem is I see two a guy who had two really good seasons and then got overpaid and is not good, and I have uh, I have a worry that that could be Jordan Montgomery. Yeah, but I think what you're forgetting is that next year, while I like the class too, and we've mentioned some of the frontline names that are available in free agency next year, specifically Zach Wheeler, Corbin Byrne, Shane Bieber, you're going to have to overpay next year. Like, all you're doing is saying, hey, we don't think we're going to be that good this year. Let's fill it out with one-year deals. And then next year, the year in which, quote-unquote, the timeline is supposed to hit, like, barring, again, young pitchers stepping up this season, and none of this will happen in the first few months of the season. It would all happen in the second half of the year. Again, whether it's Stewart or it's Scott or it's Tidwell, you name the guy, or it's Tyler McGill putting it all together, or it's Joey Lucchese, who, by the way, is going to be a free agent at the end of the year. Like, you're putting yourself in a spot where you're going to have to add so many starting pitchers next year, and the things you don't want to do this year, you're going to then have to do next year for more than one guy. Yeah, but I, I'm, not, I'm not opposed to overpaying. I don't want to overpay for crap. And th- again, that's, that's the difference. I believe in Corbett Burns. I believe in some of those other names with the Shane Bieber. I don't believe as much in Jordan Montgomery. And it's not just about him, too, because Blake Snell sucks. I can't guy who's got two Cy Youngs was sitting here saying, I don't want him on my team. Here are some of the other starting pitchers available in free agency next year. Besides the names you've heard us say over and over again, Zach Wheeler, Corbin Burns, Shane Bieber, Max Scherzer is a free agent. Any interest? I'm going to say no to that one. (laughs) Chris Sale, who the Atlanta Braves just bought in and are paying him nothing because that contract's being pushed back as well. Chris Sale, there's a club option on. They will not exercise it. He'll be a free agent. You want Chris Sale? Depends on how he pitches this year for the Braves, which is going to be amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Trust me, there's nothing Chris Sale could do that's going to make me want him next year. (laughs) Patrick Corbin's contract finally runs out. Do you want Patrick Corbin? No. Uh, Robbie Ray has an opt-out. You want Robbie Ray? Not not particularly. No. Charlie Morton at 41 is a free agent. You want Charlie Morton? No. Okay, let's go through the names quicker. Frankie Montes just signed a one-year deal. He'll be available. Jack Flaherty we'll signed a one-year deal. He'll be available. Kyle Hendricks, Luis Severino, Jose Quintana, obviously of the Mets. Uh, Kyle Gibson has a club option. Ross Stripling, Andrew Haney, Anthony Desclafani, you, uh, you say you Kikuchi, Alex Cobb. Jordan Lyles, Martin Perez, and then, of course, the names we mentioned, Corbin Burns, Max Freed, um, Shane Bieber, Walker Bueller, Nick Pavetta. Like, you see what I'm saying? I mean, it's not like the top of the list is good, and I want to go after those guys, but then, you know, you kind of drift off into the mediocrity we're talking about. So here's the point I'm going to make. Take Jordan Montgomery. Because I think we were, we were in lockstep on Blake Snell. We're both not pursuing him. If you took Jordan Montgomery and you put him on that list I just mentioned, where would he rank? 
Would he be behind Corbin Burns? Yes, he would. Yeah, we agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Would he be behind Zach Wheeler? Yes, he would. Yes. Would he be behind Max Freed? Yes. Yeah, I agree. Would he be behind Shane Bieber? It depends. It's it's close. It's close. One guy's trending the right way. The other guy's trending the wrong way. You're right. You're right. And I would definitely put him ahead of Walker Bueller coming off of the injuries that we're talking about. So you're looking at a guy who would be on that, I'd say, fourth level of starting pitching. Not level. He'd be fourth, ranked fourth in terms of starting pitching. Unless you think the Mets are signing every top starter next year, you're going to need that kind of guy. So why not do it now? Well, hold on. Let me just tell you something. Guess who's not going to be in competition for pitching next year? The LA Dodgers. They just bought all their pitching. They don't need any more pitching next year. So that's one team. That's one, one of team. 30. Okay. The Yankees, we don't think are going to spend as much money. Look, 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 go through the list of teams that we're going to be fighting up against. Look at their rotations. Like the Braves have a good rotation. I, I don't think they're going to be stealing guys okay. the way that the but, Mets are. But... And I don't want to be ultra negative about this. Let's say there is one guy that steps up over the course of the 2024 season in this rotation where we're like, hey, that guy should be in the rotation. Whoever it is. It could be Tyler Miguel. It could be Jose Budo. It could be one of the prospects we mentioned. But I think saying more than one is being a little too aggressive. Like the idea that we're going to go into the offseason saying, huh, we got four rotation spots all set. We're good. That's being a little too optimistic. So let's say there's one guy that steps up. And obviously, the younger kids could then battle for a rotation spot. You still are looking to add two or three starting pitchers to your mix. Are they signing the top two starting pitchers in free agency? Oh, by the way, in the same offseason in which hypothetically they're pursuing Juan Soto and hypothetically they're trying to keep Pete Alonso? That, that's where I'm trying to think ahead. That's all I'm doing. Like, I'm thinking, hey, how can I win into 2024? Because I do think the Mets are somewhat trying to do that. And how do I set myself up where I'm looking for less things in 2025? That's why, A, extending Pete Alonso right now has a value. And, B, adding a starting pitcher, who I think we all agreed would be ranked fourth in terms of the best free agent next season, why not add him now? So at least I go into this season better and in all likelihood, I go into 2025 thinking, all right, I got three spots in my rotation all set. Fi- final pushback on me. If you tell me that Jordan Montgomery is going to be, what, uh, $25 million a year, maybe maybe 30 we're thinking. Right. You have to spend that now. Yeah. He's still on the books next year for the same amount of money. So what's the difference if you go and pay for and get, again, we have to say that we're going to get, not say Walker Bueller, but a Max Freed. And the Corbin Burns, because, if we get them, they're the same amount of money anyway. Because you're getting the guy to help you now. Because I, I understand. You're trying to win in 2024, and then yes, also 2025. We'll see how this plays out.